Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in really becoming stunning Seattle today. I know I always open up with the weather, but I do it for multiple reasons. One, I actually really love the Northwest. If you've ever flown into here, no matter where you live in the world, well, I'm I'm sure that's not completely true because I haven't been everywhere in the world. But every time I come home and it's not just the home energy, I'm like, oh my God, this place is really gorgeous. You know, as your plane's coming down, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I just came back from Hawaii or Italy or Spain. I'm like, um, but this place is really gorgeous. Rub it in a little yeah. bit. Oh, oh no. no! People just... travel around the world oh, yeah, all so the time. It's a it's a common occurrence. Everyone yeah. seems to think you know. Oh, it's always rainy and cloudy. It's like liquid sunshine. Hello, <laughs> it's a way to spin it. Right. And and so one of the lovely things about talking about the weather, it, it hopefully will help you to look outside the window, or maybe you are outside on a walk and. I'm listening to this later on as a podcast, who knows, but it helps you to ground into your own body when you look at your environment, because to ground actually means to be in the present moment. And one of the things we experience in the human reality is weather and time of day. That really helps us to get in our body grounded. And then hopefully when you're in that grounded state, you're actually absorbing earth energy into your body, which is awesome for your anatomy and physiology. And the first layer of your auric field, which Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit today. Um, One of the things I love to do, as everyone knows, is I love to interview people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. I think that's extremely important. You get to hear my ideas and my perceptions, you know, uh, every Thursday morning. Um, But it's really nice to bring someone else with their own perceptions and their own ideas. And and even though in a way we're talking about the same thing, in a way, not always, but in a way, the way another person perceives life and the, the language that they use to describe it can be extremely freeing for many people. So there, sometimes we kind of get stuck in a rut in the way that we even think about something. And so to be able to have a new swing on it allows us to expand into consciousness deeper, more fully, and um, allows us to free up ourselves again so that we can be in alignment with our magnificence and really enjoy whatever time we have here on the planet. You know, one of the things that I find fascinating um, as I get closer to, to introducing our guest is that we have a lot going on in the world right now, uh, a lot going on. And probably it was going on all along, but for many people, at least a lot of people that I know and that I speak to on the show, um, November 8th kind of woke us all up a little bit. We went, what? Wait a minute. What happened? <laughs> Wait just a second. And, um, and it wasn't... Uh, my analogy of it is a little bit softer than I think how most people felt. One of my dear friends cried for two days, you know, <laughs> literally cried for two days. Adorable. Um, and and so we're in a time period where we still need to take action. There's still things that we need to do, even if we feel somewhat paralyzed by the events that are occurring in the political arena. And I know not everybody on the planet feels that way. Obviously, a lot of people are actually stoked about um our upcoming um, president. Um, However, uh, for those of us who aren't that excited about it, there's still things that we need to do and things we need to take action. And and recently I was really, uh, I felt humbled by the news that thousands of veterans, U.S. veterans are flying into South Dakota in just a couple of days to 
protest or basically support the water protesting people, the Sioux Nation and other Native Americans that are there to safeguard their sacred land that they actually own um, from uh, the development of the pipeline into their sacred land. I think it's truly an amazing story. And in a sense, I mean, just a couple of months ago, you could barely even hear about it. Now right. it's like literally national attention. And a right. lot of people are traveling out traveling out there, which normally most people don't leave their Well, you know, I actually thought about it. I'm like, like, it's freezing cold out there. There's snarling yeah. dogs. I would be terrified the entire time, the you know. Keeps, <laughs> the love keeps people warm. Well, I mean, well, one of the things about veterans is they're trained well, to right. be in any type of environment, sure. whether it's the desert or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, temperatures below freezing, they know how to take care of themselves. They're trained. And and so anyway, it's very heartwarming to go to um, the websites that are supporting this. And over nearly $800,000 has been donated to the veterans for them to travel, for their food, um, for whatever equipment they're going to need, which I think is amazing. And although a a big chunk of them will be there over the weekend, they're actually going to continue to send out – well, I'm calling them troops, but that's not what they would call themselves, right? Um, this unarmed militia that's going to support the the water protectors, as they call themselves. Um, they uh, they said they're going to have people out there indefinitely until I'll, this is I'll, done. Let's go with, like, peace officers. Yeah, right. Well, they actually call them unarmed militia. That's what they're calling themselves. Yeah. So it's fascinating. So in this turbulent um, – that's not the right word, but you know what I'm trying to say. In this time period right now where we have so much going on and things that are really dear to our hearts um, – I think it's really wonderful that we have authors like Alison Carmen. She wrote a book called The Gift of Maybe, Finding Hope and Possibility in Uncertain Times. And I can tell you, all my friends and loved ones will be getting a copy of this book for Christmas. So if you're listening to the show, don't buy this book because I'm sending it to you with a red ribbon all around it. And this, this is a very simple yet powerful guide that helps us to cope with stress and worry of everyday life. So Alison Carmen is a former stressed out attorney. Um, she is now a life coach and business consultant whose clients come from all walks of life, an active blogger and speaker. She lives in New York City with her husband and her two daughters. So welcome to the show, Allison. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. I mean, I, I we talked a little bit before I went live, and you wrote this book, uh, I think, two years ago, correct? It was published two years ago. Yeah. Ah, so you wrote it maybe a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I wrote a book. Um, it was published uh, a few years before yours. And I think it took me forever to write that book. So, yeah, you're right. When it gets published doesn't mean, <laughs> right. So, but two years ago, you know, maybe you weren't, rec- you know, maybe you didn't know at that time. I mean, we didn't have to have as many much stress as we have um, right now um, on the planet to, of course, use all the beautiful principles and tools and techniques that you have in your book and lovely stories. Um, but, wow, now... Today, we're so happy. Like, thank you so much for writing this book. It's like perfect timing. Yeah, you know, I think originally when I I wrote this book, it was all about my internal suffering. I had a very difficult, I always say I was addicted to certainty. If I didn't know what was going to happen next, I projected things were going to be bad or they weren't going to work out. And I think as the time has gone on, I think a lot of uh, my fear of uncertainty was starting to be less about my own life, but also about world events. And I think that's where a lot of people are right now. They're being very challenged with their relationship with uncertainty because that's really what's happening right now. If you think about it, a lot of the suffering that we have today is because we think we know, right? We think we know what's going to happen next, therefore we suffer. But the truth is we don't know. And that's where our relationship with uncertainty comes into play. How are we going to show up for the unknown? 
And I think the people that have the better relationship with uncertainty are the ones that are going to have an easier time standing up for what they believe in, releasing the anger, releasing the anxiety, and doing what they need to do moving forward. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I could not agree with you more. In fact, one of the things I've been doing since November 8th is like, okay, I'm giving money to the ACULU, Planned Parenthood, now the veterans. You know, it kind of makes me feel empowered because I don't know what else to do. And my life is so busy like everybody else around the world that, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to actually travel to Washington, D.C. to protest on uh, January 21st. I, I will in Seattle. But, you know, I think because of social media and all these other really cool organizations around the world that were already put in place, some of them, that um, that can give us power. But at the same time, I think you're talking about all those in-between times. So you click a button, you feel good for a little bit, but then what, right? Right, because then, I mean, I think a lot of people were very upset about a lot of stuff Donald Trump said during the election. He said stuff against women's rights, about the against the environment, against Muslims, against other minorities. So a lot of people were so frightened of what the future could be, they wrote this story. That's what we do when we're afraid of the unknown. We write a story about what needs to happen for us to be okay. Mm-hmm. And the story was Hillary Clinton or another candidate needs to win for us to be safe and secure. <laughs> right. and, and we all held on to that story, and that's why November 8th, I think was such a frightening moment for more than half this country because the story of safety and security was blown up. And that's why so people are afraid because they're looking and they're projecting what this means for the future. Because of what he said today, things are going to be bad. Things won't work out. We're going to have a nuclear war. And we all need to kind of step back a little bit and say, okay, wait, I heard what I heard in the past. And now I'm present in this moment. Based on what I heard, this is what I'm going to do. But anything beyond this moment it's just a projection. It's a fear-based projection with no bottom. See, that's the problem with projections. They have no bottom. They're, they're like never-ending. You oh, could yeah. sit there and, and create a nuclear war in your head. <laughs> yeah. So, so right? So what we oh. need to do is, is realize that, that we're just afraid because we think we know. And the fact that we don't know is the best news of all. Exactly. Because if you don't know, there's still hope and possibility. And that's where this idea of maybe comes in. Because maybe reminds us that maybe my biggest, my biggest fear is not true. Maybe something else could happen. Maybe this is going to lead to a better administration in four years. Maybe I wasn't really active enough. So it sounds so simple, right, because this is one little word. But this one little word unhooks you from the projection and the fear and brings you back into the moment where you could have strength to act today but not be debilitated by what might be tomorrow. Yeah, so it provides hope for you and opportunities and really allows us to go, well, maybe, because maybe it makes you know that, like you said, it isn't a certain outcome, even though as things develop, like certain cabinet members are being suggested in the media and people are going, oh, you know, again, right? right? <laughs> that's um, a great point because that's what happens to me. I'm so in maybe, like I've never been more maybe in my life, but when I, the cabinet members, was that's a really good example because right now he's not president. So it's all a projection of what's going to happen. Right. Barack Obama is still president, but every time he nominates a cabinet member, I feel myself starting to sway a little bit to this place of fear. And I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm not going to go to that place. Maybe it won't be that bad. Maybe I need to do something in the moment. That's the thing I find most empowering is that I cut the projection and I land now. And I say, okay, well, if that guy's going to be nominated and he's going to undo Obamacare, maybe I need to start a petition to make sure that people with pre-existing conditions are safe. Or if that person is going to act against the environment, what can I do today? So for me, instead of projecting out 
and getting to this really fearful place, I use maybe to come back to the moment, and I feel so powerful in the moment to do what I believe is right. So I think that practice will really empower people because it's just the projection that's making us spin out of control right now, mostly. I agree. And and as you know, you know, fear in numbers is actually powerful in an unfortunate way. So if we can stop our fear-based thoughts, like, you know, probably the worst fear-based thought, which maybe I shouldn't even mention on the air, is, you know, someone irresponsible pushing buttons while they're president of the United States, right? right? So, but if we, if we go there collectively, we're actually sending energy to that type of potentiality. But if we can stop our minds, you know, through a simple word like maybe, which is a really good word because all of us, because whenever, when I think of the word maybe, I think of being a kid and I'm asking for something and I've been told no several times. No, you can't have that. We don't have enough money or whatever. No, you can't, you know. And then after a while, you kind of wear down your parents and they go, well, maybe. And you're like, all this hope rises in your body. I I right. might get that bike for Christmas. It might happen. You know? And then you oh, clean right. you clean yeah. your room better. You know, you say thanks to your parents a few more times per week. You know, it just, I think it's a really positive word in our culture. Right. Because if you think about it, right now, it's very hard for people to be, if you're afraid of uncertainty, it's almost impossible to stay positive. You wake up in the morning and say, today's going to be a really great day. Um, I'm going to land this client. I'm going to make all these new friends, whatever your goals might be. The minute things don't happen your way, you don't get the client or you didn't meet that person. If you're afraid of the unknown, the negativity is just going to take over. So right now, it's not good for people to battle with positive and negative. Maybe it's beautiful because it's possible. It just lets you realize you don't have to land in positive because every time a cabinet member is nominated, you're going to get you know knocked down again. But with maybe, you recognize, okay, this is happening, but I don't know what it totally means. It doesn't mean that things can't change or, or maybe they'll get bad and better again. It just leaves you in this place where you realize it's not the end. Everybody feels so much doom, and it's just a projection. We don't know. We don't so, know. And I think ultimately maybe does land you in in a more positive place because you're looking at all the things that could happen that you do like or just open. It's an opening for everything that's possible, which is more spacious. I agree with you. And I I, I also agree with you that it brings you into the present moment and allows us to think of all the options we have versus a black and white reality based in fear. You're 100% right. I have never been more present in my life. It's interesting. <laughs> I wrote the book so long ago, and, and, I, and I, I live pretty much in maybe, but I think we were, we were talking before we got on, on the show that election night, I had like 12 children in my home. And I think also parents, I don't think they realized how loose they were with their language. <laughs> I think in many people's homes, they were saying, if Donald Trump is president, we're all going to die. If Donald Trump's president is the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. So these children are taking all this literally. So election, I have 12 kids in my house who see that Donald Trump has just won the state of Florida, and they're looking at me like, this is the last day that we're all going to be on earth. And, and I think that as parents, we, you know, I think the media sold it, but I think parents, we didn't realize maybe the language that we were using. So I went into the bathroom. I just felt so nauseous. I had written the, the story, too, that Hillary Clinton needs to win. This is horrible. And all of a sudden, I just got this wave of acceptance, and I fell into this maybe, like, so hard that I haven't left it. Like, I don't feel unhappy. I don't mm. feel – I almost feel energized. Mm. I feel energized because I'm not in this – I'm not projecting anything negative. And I think the fear and the negativity and the anger and the worry, it's so depleting. And I realize that people need to feel what they need to feel. If right. you, you know, if you feel angry, you feel sad, you need to protest – but after a while, 
those energies, they're chaotic. Mm-hmm. They're depleting. We give our power away with them. And, and the reason why we can't let them go is because we're so sure we know what the future is going to bring. So that's what's so beautiful about maybe. It allows your anger and your fear and your worry, it gives you a place to go. Because the minute you recognize, well, maybe I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Oh, that anger's not stuck anymore. That fear's not. There's a place to glide into over time. You give somebody a little light and a little hope, it's going to be a lot easier. Because a lot of people think now, oh, I'm going to be angry and I'm going to change the world in four years. I've never seen the angry person or the fearful person be the one to cross the finish line first. Right. So I think we all have to find a way to manage our emotions so we could cultivate the strength and the power to do everything we need to do to make the world the way we want it to be. I think that's absolutely beautifully well said. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm interviewing Alison Carmen. She's the author of The Gift of Maybe. And we will be right back. Join Marie at East West Bookshop December 2nd for a 90-minute adventure into the unlooping of unnecessary thoughts and learn to reclaim your destiny. Marie believes that each person is powerful beyond measure and that it's only our minds and the constant looping of fearful thoughts that holds each person back from their exquisite magnificence. Then, on Saturday, December 3rd, attend her five-hour workshop and learn that the life that you've created is not by chance. It's an energetic response from your being into the universe. What if you were able to unleash your thoughts from fear and anxiety? What if you were able to know exactly what you wanted? And through this knowingness and calm mind, successfully generate your dreams into reality. For more information or to register for these courses, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. 
Simply email Marie your question, and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. Hi, I'm Eric Ryder, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to visit 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2016 Alternative Talk Listener Survey. Your responses help us shape Alternative Talk to your listening needs. And as a bonus, just by filling out the survey, you'll have a chance to win a prize pack featuring certificates from Quinault Beach Resort and Casino at Ocean Shores and the Melting Pot Restaurant. Complete contest details can be found at 1150kknw.com. So log on now. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. It's a lovely day here in Seattle. I, I never even quite finished, but to help you ground, the sun is actually coming through because it might snow here. Woo! Yeah, we're Looking kind of excited about yeah. it. Yeah, we don't get snow that often in the Northwest, and it typically doesn't last very long either. So we kind of get excited because I think like each city has like one snow plow. I'm sure that's an <laughs> underestimate, but it is kind of like that for the Northwest. Well, each city will get one flake. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone freaks out. That's well, usually that's what happens. What happens. Too, right? As soon as it snows, because we don't know what to do here when it snows. Oh, my God. And oh then it God. rains, and oh then the roads freeze. So you just see abandoned cars for miles that in the Northwest. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of a common thing and um so i on my way here i told i was speaking to justine my assistant who answers the phone for everyone and um, why we're here for the show and i said okay if it snows don't come to work just work from home i don't want to risk you getting out on that road and then potentially spending hours trying to get home because we don't know how to drive in the northwest when it's but snows. benny will be there because oh can... benny will be here though well, i'm from alaska so i kind of know oh, how to manage those right, things and i'm up course. early enough so i can avoid the major flow of traffic so i don't have to worry <laughs> that's about true it. you're yeah, really no, early Take my time getting in, too. Aww. So, yeah. Well, today, as you know, I'm having the pleasure and the fun of interviewing the author of The Gift of Maybe, Alison Carmen. It's a book about finding hope and possibility in uncertain times. And so, um, Allison, you um, were a lawyer, so you're not doing law work anymore? No, I um, I don't practice unless a family member begs me to do a real estate <laughs> closing. I, I'm staying away from it. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Well, I might be giving you a call someday in the future. This is great. My my youngest just became an attorney um, a few months ago. So, uh, but she doesn't do uh, that type of law. She does do land rights, though. She works for Landessa. So, um, so you were a stressed out attorney working in a large law firm in Manhattan, searching for anything that you could find to alleviate your emotional suffering, which you said was on certainty. Like you needed to know what was going to happen. Happen. Right. It, and like I said before, if I didn't know, I projected things were going to be bad or they weren't going to work out. And I think even just looking at the election, we could see that a lot of us do this. Our relationship with uncertainty frightens us so much that we'll do anything, anything to make ourselves well, feel safe. I'm donating up a storm. <laughs> so, but um, as I said, um, when we were off the air, I grew up in the 60s and my parents were students at the University of Washington when I was a child. And so we went to a lot of protests when I was a kid. So this just kind of reminds me of that time period. But it is different as you and I were spoke, speaking earlier. You know, more women are in the workforce. We have more resources, more minorities, right. have fabulous education and 
and um, abilities to provide resources. So it's a different time period where we're not burning bras. You know, um, it's a totally different time period where um, more of our population has more to offer to support what we believe in, which is really amazing and empowering. And and you said it, it makes you feel happier, like we're coming together as a group of people to take care of one another. Right. And the only thing we all need to watch out for is this relationship with uncertainty or certainty. I see that sometimes people, they'll look and they'll say, oh, look, President Obama met with Donald Trump. It looks okay. Yeah. Don't even, that, that's not a healthy way either, because the minute we grasp for certainty, we, we can become complacent. Oh, I don't need to act. Or remember, certainty is, is, there's no certainty. So when we lean towards it, we either become complacent or we're setting ourselves up to get knocked down the next, something, next time something uncertain happens again. The idea is, can we just hang out in this unknown place with strength and resilience and, and act with what we, we need to believe but not be so reactive to every little thing that's happening? Because it's going to be really hard emotionally to sustain ourselves if we keep getting lost in this loop of, True. Oh, look, that's happened. Now things are going to be bad. Or oh, look, that's <laughs> happened and things aren't going to work out. We have to be careful. It's exhausting. We give our power to everything. And then Donald Trump, he holds his power, and we're busy giving our power away. So what happened for me is that I would look for certainty. So I write a story like I'm going to get this great job at this large law firm, mm-hmm. marry this great guy. My life's going to be great. The balloons are going to come down. I'll never have another problem. <laughs> and it sounds like a really juvenile story, but I actually believe that. I remember walking to work my first day thinking, I've done it. This is it. Now life's going to be great. But the second day of work, my office mate came in and said, hey, Allison, did you hear? They're firing half the first years. And I was a first year. And it was, a, and I ended up not losing my job, but it was a very poignant moment because I think in that moment, I recognized I'm never going to win this game. I am <laughs> never going to escape this uncertainty. So I really... I stopped sleeping. So there was no, it's not, a story didn't even make me feel better. I just couldn't get a hold of myself because the unknown frightened me to death. And then one day I heard this beautiful story from, from a teacher of mine, and it was about a farmer. And he had a horse, and his horse ran away. And his neighbor came by and said, you have the worst luck. And the farmer said, maybe. But the next day the horse came back with five mares. And the neighbor comes by to the farmer and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day, the farmer's son is on the horse. He falls off and breaks his leg. And the neighbor comes by and says to the farmer, you have the worst luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day, the army comes to take his son to war, and they can't take him because his leg is broken. And the neighbor comes by and says to the farmer, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And in the Taoist tradition, this means things are neither good or bad. They just change. But for me, I, I, I felt a little pop in my chest the minute I heard that story because maybe represented to me hope because I was so busy thinking about the horse running away, never coming back, things are bad. <laughs> when I heard this idea of maybe, it gave me this hope. And, and it doesn't say that bad things don't happen in life. What it says is, hey, don't forget good things happen too. Life has this beautiful playing field. But we get so busy projecting the bad, it's not working out that we forget to turn our head and say, wait a second, in this open playing field, there are good possibilities too. And the more we're willing to hang out in this unknown place, the more likely we are willing to find the good things, the things we want, the changes we want. So there's such an important time right now. Our relationship with uncertainty is either going to lead us in this beautiful direction where we find strength and resilience and we really do change, or it's really going to knock us off our feet. And so this is the time, and maybe it's this beautiful little tool 
that if you use will constantly help you unhook from this one idea, this one fear, this one-way street, and lead you to a place where you're going to say, hey, I don't know what's going to happen, but because I don't know, maybe, maybe I can make some changes. Maybe we can come together collectively. Maybe this is how it was always supposed to be for us to wake up. We don't know. But I think I'm so happy I don't know in this moment. It makes me feel wonderful. Does, I mean, if you think about it, doesn't it make you feel great? We don't know. We're all projecting this is so bad. Not knowing the feels better to me. It could be right? it could be amazing. So so right? really this technique and I love that parable by the way. It's one of my favorite stories because it it shows like hey, good things are happening much of the time when you think good things aren't happening. You know, right. when something that you think is bad that is happening, it could be a really good, beautiful, wonderful thing. You don't know. And so right. maybe allows you to detach and to expand into possibilities and opportunities that you never knew existed. And to hold hope. That's and the funny hope. thing. Aww. The thing is, people always say hope is an attachment that leads to suffering. I say no. Maybe is hope without attachment. See, we, we think about it that a lot of our suffering comes because it has to be one way. But with maybe, you recognize it doesn't have to be one way. And because you're just always in this place where whatever happens, you know, there's maybe after that, you get to stay hopeful, but you don't get hooked on it being one way. So that's why it's so beautiful. We could be hopeful and not suffer. And to me, that's the ingredient for, for a good, happy life. I agree 100%. So uh, do you have a technique for us or a tool that you can share with our listening audience? So that, And, and of course, I'm encouraging everyone to um, purchase this book, The Gift of Maybe. But do you have a tool for us? Yes. Okay. What a great thing people can do is actually write their biggest fear down. Ooh. And if in, and if in the if it's in this moment, it's the election. You write down Donald Trump's going to and and I understand there are people listening to this uh, podcast radio show that like Donald Trump and right. and this is not a judgment. I'm just focusing on someone who might be upset about Donald Trump being president. Donald Trump's going to be the worst president in the entire world. <laughs> Donald Trump's going to be the end. Whatever you're feeling, these cabinet members, whatever you're feeling, and ask right. yourself, am I absolutely? 100% certain that I know everything that's going to happen. Do I know that this can't lead to something else? We're not 100% certain. And I know a lot of people would, would say at this point, oh, I know, but we don't know. And if we're really honest with ourselves, the statements and our fears, we don't know 100% if they're true. So then you ask yourself, what else is possible? And you start writing maybe statements down. And they could start like this. Maybe some good things could happen from this presidency. Maybe right. it won't be all bad. Maybe this world needed to change, and everyone's going to become more active, and then in four years we're going to have a more progressive government, or we're going to have a better health care system. The more you maybe it out, you're going to realize that in this moment, it's not just doom and gloom. Right. Write these maybe statements down for 20 minutes. You're going to feel that lightness in your heart. You're going to feel more strength because you're not going to be crippled by that one fear that's keeping you up at night. So it's a really beautiful exercise, and it works. So no matter I've done it many times. I, I, I think it's fantastic. So no matter what the thing is, whatever is your greatest fear, write it down and then start, at, you know, writing. Well, is that one hundred percent true? Which of course it can't be. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Not really. You know, right? We only know this moment. Right. Right. We only, and that's where our strength comes from. This moment. So how do we get back to this moment? So right. this exercise will let you see. I don't know. And I think a lot of people are going to be relieved. 
Because if they're willing to say, I don't know, and start incorporating maybe into their lives, then they're going to be like, I don't know, and within not knowing it is hope. And that's where people, I, I believe people need to be right now. In, in your book, uh, we'll just talk about this quickly before we, um, before we go, is that uh, in, in your book you talk about, like, even in the morning when you're getting ready, like you have two children, busy household, and, you know, people are stressed out getting ready, brushing their teeth, finding clothes, getting to the bus on time or a car, whatever we need to do to get to, you know, wherever we need to be first thing in the morning. And so people are freaking out. Like, well, I'm not going to be able to eat breakfast or I can't find my dress, you know, or whatever it is. And you wrote in your book that you can actually even use maybe for that so that everyone can get through the morning. Well, maybe we're going to call a car to drive us to school today. Or maybe you're going to wear those cute pants you got for your birthday last year that you've never worn before. And so that everyone can relax about it and actually have some fun and enjoy coming together, having a different experience, but before everybody walks out the door in the morning. Right, because even that we have a rigidness in. Like this is the way the morning's supposed to go. See, deep down we're worried we're not okay. So every little thing, especially with children, like they need to do this, this, this in order to eat this food, in order for them to have a good day, have energy. And this embracing, like sometimes for me, I don't need to do an exercise. I just look at what's happening, and I'm like, maybe everything is still okay. Oh, and it just and it just kind of brings oh, me back that. to this right to this less rigid place. Oh, we're okay. They 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 missed breakfast this morning, but maybe everything is okay. Oh, we're going to be five minutes late, and it just kind of opened. It like relieves this rigid place where we're not flexible, and it just and it makes us feel more joy and more relaxed and happier, and most of all. It makes us feel present. And for me, out of all the gifts maybe has given me, it's that I'm able to be more present in my life because it makes me see that I don't have to be worried about the future and maybe it's okay and maybe it'll work out a different way than I imagined. And your mind automatically lands now. And now is where you enjoy your children, you enjoy the morning, you make the difference, right? Like we, we talked about, like you donate places, you come up with great ideas. Now is where the world changes. So. So it's really a beautiful thing. And maybe everything is okay, right? Wow. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was just an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, truly, you know, you wrote this book for right now. <laughs> I mean, you really wrote it for all the time, but you really wrote it for right now for all of us and I, and for yourself. And thank you so much for being mindful to do it and to change your career and to work in the coaching industry and to take care of your clients and all of us because a lot of people are going to be reading this book for the holidays and I'm sure beyond. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yay, yay. And uh, we're going to take a break here on the Marine Manu Cherry Show. We will be right back. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back Rebecca Norrington, celebrated happiness coach, to share more of her winning philosophy. On Saturday, Diane Collins talks about the unlimited potential available through the practice of quantum thinking. In hour number two, Alicia Michelle joins us with her transformational insights using intuition and astrology. Bringing you fascinating talks since 2007, we are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. 
Marie Manucheri, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and EnergyIntuitive.com. Hi, I'm Eric Ryder, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to visit 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2016 Alternative Talk listener survey. Your responses help us shape Alternative Talk to your listening needs. And as a bonus, just by filling out the survey, you'll have a chance to win a prize pack featuring certificates from Quinault Beach Resort and Casino at Ocean Shores and the Melting Pot Restaurant. Complete contest details can be found at 1150kknw.com. So log on now. What are all the things you witness online in a day? Cats playing piano, selfies on your feed, your friend's picture being turned into a nasty meme that's been shared 50 times, 51, 52. When someone's being bullied online, it's hard to know what to do. Now you can speak up with the witness emoji. It looks like an eye in a speech bubble, and it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone. You'll let the world know it isn't cool, and you'll let your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Have you ever felt like you were meant for something more? The truth is, you are. Life is not to be endured. It is to be lived. Live your life fully and with purpose. Join me, Holly Holmquist, day minister, spiritual mentor, and the host of Open Conversations, Sundays at 3 p.m. If you want to live your authentic life, let me and my fascinating guests inspire you. Join Open Conversations Sundays from 3 to 4 on KKNW Alternative Talk 1150. That's Sundays at 3 p.m. Join the conversation. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk 1150 a.m. Love that song, Benny. That is so great. So maybe Thank you, you so should much. call into the show. Yeah. This would be a good idea right about now. Yeah, maybe you should call into the show. I'm going to take calls for the rest yes. of our time here on the air. And I wanted to let everyone know I will be at East West Bookshop tomorrow night. Woo. Now, our Friday night event is sold out. So thank you so much, East West Bookshop, and all the wonderful people who are coming. There isn't room Friday night for the two-hour class, which is all about unlooping the mind, you know, not overthinking, stress, yada, yada, yada. But Saturday still have some spaces open. It's an all-day workshop. I think 11 to 4 is the time period. You can go to energyintuitive.com, click on the link, or go to eastwestbookshop.com and um, sign up, call, get whatever you need. Um, how, however, the, the, the Saturday is all – it's called Let's Manifest. So we're going to focus on all the techniques for manifesting, and I'm going to work diligently to help every single person in that room – to learn how to hold their vibration, to receive what they want in their life, which is how we manifest, how we create, even what we were talking about today, like getting out of the stress and anxiety and getting in the maybe, which is a much freer energy. I will tell you, though, as a kid, I, I, I think I did enjoy some of those protests. It was kind of fun. I mean, I don't remember all of them, but I do remember, okay, everybody get in the car. We're going to the university right now. And I remember little fires burning, you know, in the red square and... All these kind of fun things. So um, if you've signed up to come to the class tomorrow night, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'll be doing a book signing afterwards if anybody um, wants uh, 
Intuitive Self-Healing. Um, they will have copies there and other products that I sell or even the CD packet, um, How to Communicate with Your Spirit Guides, which was my audio book by Sounds True, um, which is full of techniques on how to communicate with your spirit guides. So why don't we go ahead and go to our phone lines? Sure. We have a few minutes left in the show if you'd like to join us. Eight, <clears throat> <laughs> it's one of those days, 877-825-8828. There it is. There it I know, is. I just remember a lot of eights in there. Infinity Lots of signs. eights. Infinity I love signs. eights. That's yeah, I love eights. Sue from Idaho, welcome to the show. Hey. Hi. Thanks for Hello. being patient with us. Yes, we're here. Hi, Sue. What can oh, I do for hi, you? Marie. And how's Idaho? Oh, gloomy today. Oh, is it? <laughs> what can I do for you? I have a daughter and a husband that are both have significant health issues, Mm -hmm. and I'm not even sure how to help them or if um, they would want to be helped. So what can you tell me? Well, I do think there is a little bit of an addiction to their health issues, quite frankly. I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think you've been dealing with this for a while. Is that true? Oh, long time. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so we already know you've done a ton to help them. You really have. You've done a ton. And, and I thank you for that. I really, 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 really appreciate it. And now I think it's time for you to fire yourself from your bedside nursing abilities and therapy abilities and counseling abilities and hol- holistic, you know, healing abilities. I think it's time for you to fire yourself. Does this make sense what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Fire yourself and let them heal themselves. People heal themselves anyway. This is something I tell every client who walks through my door because I want them to know that although I'm a facilitator and I'm going to provide opportunities for them and shift their energy, which you've done beautifully for your family, but what they do when they leave my office is really their responsibility. And so I want you to fire yourself so that they can learn to take care of their own health. And guess what? You're in a really good spot right now because you're kind of like, you know what? If they take care of their health and they get better, of course, I will be over the moon grateful. And if they don't, I'm going to be okay. And guess what? So are they because they've been sick for years and they're fine. You know what I mean? Yes. So (laughs) fire yourself. And every day maybe you'll wake up in the morning and go, okay, I'm fired. I'm fired. I'm fired from healing these people because people heal themselves. And what's so important about that information is there are different things that happen in our lives. It could be a health-related thing. It could be a job-related thing. It could be a relationship-related thing. It could be a political-related thing. And if we have learned how to care for ourselves and to nurture our being and to listen to our inner voice, we can always then heal ourselves at any moment and, you know, and move through that situation a fuller, healthier, happier individual. So if you keep trying to do it for them, they're not going to learn these skills. And they really, really want to learn it. You can tell because they keep staying no matter what you've done they keep staying in that victim place. Exactly. Yeah. So you're fired. (laughs) Seriously, you are fired. So go play, have fun. Don't worry about them. You've done everything that you can. You've given them great advice and now they need to take the ball and run with it. And if they don't, that's okay too. It's, and, and maybe, you know, you can use that word from Alice and Carmen about maybe they're fine. Maybe they're just fine. Even if I don't do anything today for them, maybe they're, maybe they're going to be better today because I'm not trying to take care of them. Ah, okay. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a gorgeous day in Idaho. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks Sue for calling. And it's 877-825-8828 is the number. See it rattled off easier that time. Cause I remembered it. 877-825-8828. Betsy from Colorado. Hello. And welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Great, Betsy. How are you? Good. So what can I do um, for you? 
so I am in a transition mode, and um, I've got a lot of changes coming up, and I just uh, wanted to ask you what the best choice is or what you see. And Well, first of all, um, you don't sound very happy about what's happening. Can you tell that in your voice? Um, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, nervous. I don't know. <laughs> so have you already thought of how it's supposed to be? You know, so you're in that space. Well, oh, my gosh, this happened. So now this is going to happen. Are you in that space? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of just an uncertainty. I'm. I'm happy about the the what's what's going on. I just, uh, you know, it's just a lot of change. So. Well, you're happy about opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And and so I think it would be lovely for you to sit down. And this, of course, part of this is Allison's suggestion. I want you to write down all the positive opportunities that could potentially come your way, um, because. You, where you you know your life is changing in multiple ways it's almost like there's a little earthquake underneath you that happened mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything kind of fell down you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but there's a part of you that was hoping that was going to happen because you made some choices in your life that that you later went um i don't think i like any of these choices you know what i mean mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and when when we're in human form we actually have agreed before we incarnated to be in a place of of contrast where we get to see things that we get to decide, do I like this or do, do I not like this? And once we determine that we don't like something, for a lot of humans, it's hard for them to get out of it. But you basically had no choice. You had a little mini earthquake in underneath your house, basically, that broke your life apart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what I, I want you to do is to get excited about this. Mm-hmm. Be- because even though you think you're excited, I can tell you your energy is not enthusiastic. And this is actually part of the problem for you is that you don't maintain your vibration at a high frequency. When it comes to manifesting consciously, because we're always manifesting all the time, always. Uh Uh But when we start to manifest in a conscious way, it's imperative that we have our energy in like a molecular vibration that is higher than the feeling of complacency. So when we are feeling complacent about something, our particles are matching that that vibration. And then you are only able to create more complacency, which is not fun. You've already done that and you didn't like it. And then the Uh earth shook underneath you and everything fell apart, which is a little discerning, I'm sure, right? A little bit Uh uncomfortable, but it actually is giving you an opportunity to have a completely different life. But your vibration has to increase. So you have to get happier. You need to be um, excited. Even even if you don't know what your future is going to be about, can you get excited about the moment and just be consistent about that. Be so very I, consistent. Do you see any big opportunities? What do you see around me right now? Well, I'm telling you exactly what I'm seeing. Your energy is low that as these opportunities come in, if your vibration doesn't, you know, get excitedly okay. stronger, these opportunities could, could go away or they won't be what you thought they were, which has kind of been the theme in your life. You sign up for this and... And then it's not what you thought. And then you, you know what I mean? Whether it's a relationship yeah. or a job or you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Well, that has a yeah. lot to do with your frequency. What, what okay. we're learning now is vibration is everything. So when you're manifesting something, you want something in your life, no matter what it is, your vibration needs to be in the frequency of the greatest possible outcome, not in complacency. So that okay. means that you have to literally find things to be happy about that, that they don't even have to be related to what you want. It doesn't matter. Vibration is everything. You, you know, okay. around my home, I have like three hummingbird feeders. I have this one hummingbird. I've named him Fred. And uh-huh. he's kind of, uh, he attacks all the hummingbirds. So 
he is, he like stands at his favorite hummingbird feeder with their organic filtered sugar water, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And, and he uh-huh. stands there, and every time a hummingbird comes nearby, he like chases them away. So I got two more hummingbird feeders. I have one in the front of the house and one on the side. And one of the reasons why I have them because when I look out the window and I see Fred or one of his little friends drinking water or even playing, fighting each other for the hummingbird feeder, I'm delighted. I'm excited. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It doesn't matter what you like or what makes you happy. What matters that you is that you identify those moments in life when your energy soars beyond complacency, which is boring and doesn't really get people what they want. It just continues mm-hmm. the same reality. Whenever you can identify those moments in your life where your energy just spontaneously expands, then you mm-hmm. want to create more of those moments, mm-hmm. right? Some more hummingbird feeders or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you need for you so that you can look out the window or look in your home or in the mirror if there's something that you like about yourself and get excited and delighted and inspired so that you can create that beautiful, amazing life that we all deserve. Okay. Okay. So do you think you can do that? Because your energy has moved up a few knots, but not too much, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it makes sense. So, and then I need to be more consistent. Yes. <laughs> I think that's exactly it. But I, I'm really excited. And then I get nervous and kind right. of hold it back. Right, right, right. And, and just know that that's just a, it's just a pattern. You know, what, whatever's holding us back from a high frequency is actually a pattern. It's not really who we are. It's not really what the outcome is going to be. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. And outcomes can change in any moment. At any moment, an outcome can change. And, and it's all about vibration. So if you heighten your frequency, you are changing the outcome in that moment. And then you string a lot of moments where you continue to be in high frequency. And before you know it, the opportunities that come into your life that you're asking for that are actually floating around you. There's a lot of opportunities floating around you, by the way. Um, Then you can see them, sense how qualified they are and grab them and allow them to play out in your life in a way that delights you and inspires you. You When thinking about these opportunities and manifesting, do you consistently think, about like exactly what you want. And then even if there's something that's kind of, that has like four or five out of, you know, what you want, right. and then do, do you focus on that and say, okay, then that's what I want because it's four out of five. Or do you just consistently keep thinking, you know, this is what I want. And if that's it, then that's great. But I don't know. I think, do you? I think your question is really good. And here's what I do. Mm-hmm. I ask myself, is this going to bring me joy? Because I don't think about all the details. This is one of the problems that people have when it comes to manifesting. They think they have to think about all the details. But believe it or not, there's a lot of things that we don't know about ourselves that would make us happy. So let's say you're looking at job opportunities, because I think that's one mm-hmm. of the things that's happening yeah. for you, right? And yeah. so let's say there's four different opportunities. And intellectually, you've looked at one, and it's checking off four of your five boxes, uh-huh. let's say, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so that's good. That's good information. That's important. But when you look at all of these jobs, when you like, if you were to write down their names or to think about mm-hmm. each one, when you focus your energy there, which one makes you go, ah, because that's the job you should choose. Okay. <laughs> so okay. maybe that job only checks off three boxes because yeah. there's something that's going to happen in that job that's going to make you very, very excited that they don't even know that you are qualified to do it or that you would want to do it. But it's somehow going to, do you see what I'm talking about? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. But but notice you lowered your energy again. (laughs) So you lowered your energy because I think you don't know what true 
high vibration feels like. So here's my homework assignment. No, go ahead, and then I'll give you a homework assignment. Okay. That's a lot of, it's just a lot of faith in yourself that you like, you understand your most innate desires and that it's going to work out because, um, with me, you know, like I, I, I really want this one day, but then what if tomorrow I want, you know, what if that's not actually in my, my best good. And then I'm right. over here right. manifesting this and this right. isn't in my highest and best good. And so that's, there's like this uncertainty right. that, there because you're, which is you're exactly like, what not all. What Allison was yeah. talking about, that uncertainty, that addiction to the fear of uncertainty is, is a deal breaker and lowers vibration. So what I want you to focus on is what, what does it feel like for you when your energy is high? You might have to think about when you were a kid, swinging on a swing, building a fort, I don't know, playing Red Robin. Um, what, yeah. what, what was that called? Not Red Robin, but... Uh, Over Red Robin? <laughs> yeah, thank you. That I'm so you. glad that <laughs> Benny understands my language. I love it. Or hide and go seek. So you want to get back into that energy. And then once you're in that energy, look at each one of these opportunities. And the one that aligns with that vibration is your job. That's how we manifest and create what we want in our life. Recently, um, Justine and I have been looking at where we're going to teach a retreat next year because I loved the retreat in Spain. I had such a good time. It was amazing. Just to get people unhooked from their busy lives. People had in crazy, crazy transformations, and, and it was just a blast, a blast. So we've been looking at different places, and we found one that we thought, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. It, it checked off all of our boxes, but something didn't feel right. I didn't know what it was. And so even though the company kept sending me emails, could you please sign this contract? Will you please, you know, like lots of emails. And the contract was like insanely too long, which made me uncomfortable, by the way, too. But but that wasn't like a total deal breaker. So I'm speaking to Justine and luckily we have a really good rapport. We, we both understand how energy works. And so we didn't sign. I didn't sign the contract, even though it kept coming back into my mailbox. And then one day we sat down. I just said, I just don't feel com- comfortable about this. And we found out why it wasn't a good fit for me. And so I wrote them a little note saying, I'm not going to be able to do that. And within hours we found exactly where we are going to be teaching another two. I haven't signed the contract yet because we just finalized the agreement yesterday between us, but we will um, be signing it very soon. So I'll be able to make those announcements. So that's what I'm talking about. It's not a logical thing. Yes, there's a logical part of it where you look at it. Does it check off my boxes? But then you have to go into the emotional perspective because everything is created by vibration. So you could work for a company that says that promises you the moon and the stars and the sun. But if the energy is low there, I guarantee you, you're not going to be able to get what you want out of that company. So you have that logical part, but then you have to go to the vibration. That needs to be your final decision making, whether you marry someone, buy a home, uh, donate money to a cause. You need to feel happy about it. I promise you that money will be a thousand times more effective. Choose a job, whatever it is, me choosing an author to interview, um, on uh, the radio. One of the things I do when a publisher or a agent sends me a book is I feel it. How does this feel? So I wish everyone a gorgeous day. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And thank you, Betsy in Colorado. I think you're going to have a busy weekend feeling all these different job opportunities. I'm excited to find out which one you will choose. And for those of you who will be seeing me um, at East West Bookshop starting tomorrow, I can't wait. Um, Have fun, everyone. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. 